Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. In this episode, number four, I chat with a good friend of mine, George Lamptey. George shares a lot about his story and experience growing up as a Sunday to Sunday churchgoer and just recently how he's transformed his relationship with Christ and has made it a lot more frequent. He discusses what's been going on and growing in his life today and the importance of being real, being open, and just starting. Hey, how's it going? This is Tyler, and I'm here with my good friend, George Lamptey. How you doing, George? I'm well. How are you, Tyler? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, this is uh, an episode today with George, uh, a good buddy of mine from high school. We played on a similar club team, uh, the FC Blazers, back in the day, um, and we both trained up in Boston. And it's funny we've we've been in contact, kind of on and off for the those the few years after um, after that, that soccer team, um, and then we we picked back up in college as we both went to rival. Um, rival schools and played played soccer against each other. Um, and just recently, George um, joined a uh, joined our guys like us Bible study, um, which uh, started just about a year ago. Um, and you know, as I've mentioned, it's a virtual Bible study where a lot of us connect and we'll rotate um, on the conversation on, on who lead, and who's leading and who's fatil- uh, facilitating. And what, whenever George comes on, I'm always super excited because George gets really deep into scripture um, and offers a different perspective and way of, and just re- really way of worshiping um, that is very admirable. So without further ado, um, I just want to welcome George um, to this podcast. Absolutely, Todd. Thank you for having me. It's honestly a pleasure. And like I said, the, the guys like us group has been a blessing for myself so i thank you for the invite and you know just allow me to be be on there with you guys great great um well uh to get us going i was going to open up in prayer um and i can i can lead this this opening prayer here dear lord thank you for bringing us together this afternoon um we're very gracious and incredibly thankful for the life that you've given both of us and the opportunity to connect today and for me to learn a bit more about George and his experiences and the ways that he's strengthening his relationship with you um, and also for George to to speak and for others to hear George's story and knowing that you will that George will touch lives of many people that he doesn't even know and through through all of this we we thank you Jesus and ask for your forgiveness, and give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. So, uh, to get things started, um, George, can you tell me a a bit more about yourself, um, your background, and when you first got involved into faith? Absolutely. Um, For myself, I may or may not have a similar story to a lot of Christians that are my age. I'm 24 years old now, turning 25. I grew up in a church um, basically my entire life. My parents are Christians. My oldest sister, who's turning 30 this year, is a Christian. All my cousins who I grew up with and was influenced with because I have a very tight-knit family. 
we're all Christians, so I looked up to a lot of, I guess, good examples in that um, in that standpoint. Now, as far as calling myself a Christian when I was younger, there's a definite dichotomy between what I was doing before and what I was doing, what I am doing now. Um, before, I was just a Sunday-to-Sunday churchgoer. The Word, uh, I didn't have an experience with the Word on my, my own level, so in that aspect, I was kind of following the God of my parents, the God of my older sister, the God of my cousins. And, you know, it was fine for me. It was fine for me. I didn't have a yearning for the Word. I didn't have anything as far as a pull or so, or so I thought. And then after college, um, basically that was my life, um, if you will, in a short Mm. Um, up until college, um, obviously there were some times where I had tough times where I leaned on God a little bit more just because I guess I knew he worked from seeing it from my older parents. But like I said, I didn't have that desire for myself um, as I do now. And then after college, I realized that I really needed like a real direction. I went to school, got my business degree, and then it got to the point where it was the now what situation. Mm. Um, uh, we'll talk about this later, and I'm sure you you know I've gone through some difficulties but even right out of, out of college I don't really know what job stood out what job was the one that I wanted what job would lead me to I guess a career I didn't want to take any other job so everything sounds like the normal you know Christian up until that point and I realized that th- there was a different factor in my life I felt this strong pull of God I felt this call on him anytime I was in church on Sundays now, it, like something would happen. I would feel something in me that was being drawn. I would feel just a yearning for him. And actually what happened was my 21st birthday, I was, I guess, a young graduate. So I, I took the 21 going into senior year. Um, so my 21st birthday, I remember my sister getting me a Bible for um, a birthday present. Definitely wasn't what I was expecting. Definitely was a little bit mad about it, but um, what I noticed now is that she was just sowing that seed as far as what was ahead and what was to come for me. After college, like I said, a lot of things cleared up a lot of time that I had, and I just felt this pull on God. So I learned just to kind of trust in Him, and the more I trusted in Him, the more I had, you know, to, a, a time to establish a relationship. I was, <laughs> I found myself where I am today. He just kind of allured me with the with the things of life, he got me my attention by me just being lost, looking for direction, mm-hmm. looking for how to go about life. Now that I guess in this in this uh, in this country, you're a young man at this point, you gotta start figuring things out. And I just didn't want to do it on my own. And I realized that's the point when I began to realize that God is real, God is good, and God wants to be part of my life. So um, I opened up to Him. He showed Himself good to me, and here we are now. That, that that no, that's great, and I mean, there's so much, there's so much in that, that you know, what you just said that resonates with me, um, and I'm sure a lot of people have similar feelings, um, and obviously glad that you know God called you to to be with Him and you know to trust on Him. Um, something that you mentioned right was at at one point you were just getting you know getting called and, and getting something was tugging on your heart to. To start to pursue him more, um, kind of what what like kind of sparked that fire for you, and le- like what made that that switch change, where you kind of became that that person who was a Sunday to Sunday churchgoer to somebody who was like 
pretty much you know actively in a Christ lifestyle. Is there any kind of moment in particular you could point to or something that you can think of? I think there's actually one night in particular that it, it was a weird experience. And when you ask this question to a lot of people, that it's tough yeah. to narrow to one moment because mm. the, the call of God is it, it, it just is always tugging on your heart until you respond. So there's obviously a lot of moments that led up to this. But I remember there was mm. one night where, you know, I was still living the college lifestyle after college, and by that, I'm sure you know what I mean. Um, and yes. I had gone out, and I came home 3, 4 in the morning, parked my car in the driveway, and I looked up to the heavens. There was, and this is a true story, there was a, a like a, a, um, a full moon, bright red, just staring at it. And then I felt like the presence of God come over me. And this wasn't a point where I was sober in mind or a sober period. Yeah. I just felt the presence of God come upon me. And I just started crying for 10 to 15 minutes in my, in my car. It was the weirdest experience. I didn't say anything. It wasn't in prayer. It wasn't in worship. But I just felt God. like, and, and that, like I said, I had a lot of moments that led up to that. Every time I was going to church at one point in worship, I would just cry and like just break loose like at any time when I went to church and and you're just becoming real to me I even though I was still doing what I was doing after the Sunday service I knew that something was happening inside of me I knew that there was a transformation and happening the way I began to speak was different the way I began to look at life was different mm. the way I even moved and thought about myself was different before I would say that I'm not a bad person because I'm not going out robbing people. I'm not doing anything mm. bad. Mm. And then my mindset, um, as the Bible says, just be renewed with the with uh, be with the renewal of your mind. My yeah. mindset was beginning to change. I was beginning to look at the things that I was doing that wasn't productive. The time that I was wasting. The, yeah. The what what was I doing? What was the purpose of all that? Who am I impacting? So my my thought process, I realized, was beginning to change. And even through all of that mess, it was the first time I had gotten unemployed. Um, I had this, my first job outside of college, was doing sales. And one day, a Monday after a long, a Tuesday after a long weekend, walked into the office and the CEO was standing there giving everyone what we called at the time our blue folder. That was your unemployment benefits because you walked in and they told us the day we came in that the job was no longer a job that they were closing down that they lost funding. oh man yeah now and that that's the point where uh like everything in me broke i was just getting to the point where i felt like i was finding my way i was just getting to the point where i was getting on my feet getting some money getting like everything was looking up for me and then it kind of crashed or yeah. seemed to have crashed but then i remembered that leading up to that prayed certain prayers that god if you truly want me if you truly want to use me then prove it then do certain things and my eyes were open to the fact that that prayer doesn't just mean you're going to prosper every day and god is going to use your prosper if you want yeah. god to use you if you want you know some time to learn to trust somebody you actually have to get the time to trust the person mm. so i was telling god god if, if you want me to trust you then prove it and he removed the job from me that i had to seek from Right, so I began even in my understanding of how prayers were being answered in my life was changing and developing that relationship. It seemed like God was doing, or it seemed like everything in my life was bad, but God was just kind of pouring himself in me mm. in this time that I've had, you know, alone with him, if you will. And and like, like you know, I've had some unemployment troubles even after that. 
so yeah so not wow so there's there's a ton there's a ton in that too and yeah i completely agree one one thing you mentioned that you know i think i just want to ask about first is kind of how you started thinking differently um and kind of parlaying that with a lot of times you have your way of doing something and you think that you have your plan in mind but then just like you know as you mentioned you're getting in the flow of your job you're starting to you know really prosper doing doing what you you know what you were doing at the company and then like you walk into work and it just like it's right in front of you like wow this isn't this isn't what it's going to be anymore um so and then kind of so like did you feel like your thought process changed there knowing that maybe it is you know it's it's his plan i believe it was a bit of both at the mm. point i didn't have the outright faith that i needed to say you know what this is part of what god is doing i didn't fully recognize that but i began to understand a little bit of maybe like i said how god was maybe answering my prayers i took it by the faith that i, that I had at that point mm-hmm. that you know what i'll still continue to walk i'll still continue to seek him a lot of times in the bible we look at the prosperous things we look at the, the promises but we understand that everyone went through hardships anyone that had a relationship with god there was a time where there was a trial there was a time of a test there was a time where you could have completely taken your own course and said, you know what, this this isn't real, this isn't for me. But on, on all the things, I, at the end of the day, I had enough faith to say that if God is the creator of the heavens and the earth, why wouldn't I stay with him to find out what my purpose is in this heaven and the earth that he created, right? So mm-hmm. I had that, much, enough faith to at least do that. Um, mm-hmm. And at that time too, I was going through a personal transformation as far as churches. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, let me just backtrack a bit. I haven't gone Sunday to Sunday and, and almost, like I said, been chasing the God of my parents, the God of my older sister. I was also going to the church that my family went to at the time. There came a point when I was feeling the pull of God on my life. And I remember another specific prayer that I prayed that God, if you want to use me, then I need you to use me in a new, different way. The church that I was going to, it was a church that was very well established, meaning that there wasn't much room for young people. It was it was a very, um, for lack of a better term, a very African-style church. And what I mean by that is there's a certain age before you could start being used. There's certain things that, that needed to be in place before you could realize potential in yourself. There wasn't much for the youth or young adults to do and at the same yeah. time a lot of my friends and family went there which actually added the distraction for me mm-hmm. so when i wanted to seek god i said that i would get away from every distraction and i would give my effort right bible says in all labor there is profit in all labor there is profit so i i said that i would give him my effort and let it profit me i remember that time even though i lost my job i god gave me enough money to buy a new vehicle which i have now God Mm -hmm. sustained me with unemployment and I had a conversation with someone else who got fired from that same job and they weren't able to claim what I was. So I began to see that God was indeed providing for me even in my life. God was with me because all the signs were there. Everything I prayed concerning a car, my car broke down one day when I had the job and within three months I made enough on a couple bonus checks to get a brand new car. Yeah. And that doesn't just happen. I didn't try my hardest at work, but the sales were just coming naturally for me. I didn't I didn't even go on time. I would leave early. There were some things that 
I wasn't even the most professional about, but God poured his favor upon my life because he knew I was at a place where I truly needed him to come through and some things for me. And he did exactly that. So that gave me enough faith to also just kind of seek him with my all, give him more of an effort, try him a bit more. And that led me to the church that I'm at now. Um, um, and just since then, within a couple months that I landed there, one of the, the prayer warriors, which is the department I'm in now, the, our prayer director called me and he said that I see something in you. I, I basically, I'm taking you under my wing um, and I'm just going to do what I can to get you where you need to be. Um, as I just kept seeking, as I get, kept going, as I kept trying, there was things that I was learning, things that were coming easy to me. And I just was drawn to the to the spiritual aspect of things yeah. and i was drawn to jesus there was people that definitely helped me and gave me the helping hand that i needed to get to where i am now wow wow um yeah it, it sounds like really that, that that foundation is really in that in the faith and in, in, in the trust and like even just having like even a glimpse of it was was able to kind of lead you onto this path right just like you said um, you, you, you had this, this trust and this faith that, that Jesus was there and that God was with you and that, you know, that you really couldn't live a life without him. And just by, you know, by accepting that as a fact from the get go, mm -hmm. I, I think that's, in my opinion, that's what like allowed you to, you know, to really get on this path and start and start, you know, and having all of God's favor and God's gifts by just opening up and, mm -hmm. and accepting, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely say that. Um, like I said, I, I thank God that I grew up in a church because at least I knew he was real. Yeah. There's some people that, you know, I, I didn't get serious with him until recently, a few years ago. But mm -hmm. I had the foundation that I knew if I was ever in trouble. I knew that there was a God that listens. I knew that God was uh, was and is. And I knew that when you open up to him i just i guess in my own time and i wanted to do the you know be young live yeah. young and then later kind of go to god thing but he had mm -hmm. his own calendar for me and i thank him that i was able to kind of hear him calling at this point in my life because i've come to realize that I, I look at my situation now and i'll shed a little bit of light on what i mean by my situation now like i said i had a job when i first graduated from school in 2014 um, I began working at a place called Goji, uh, mm -hmm. August of 2014. I worked there about a year and a half until January of 2016. Um, and that's when the, the, uh, walked into the office and we realized the company was shut down, um, from that day happened. Uh, a couple months later in March, I got this new position, which was awesome at first best, um, systems. Mm -hmm. I worked directly under the CEO. I learned so much, but uh same kind of thing happened in august um so i worked there from march to august uh we walked into work there was an email that we were actually going to be acquired by the biggest company in that space guidewire systems mm -hmm. and i had from august to september to trans help them transition over and after that they let go of our sales and marketing team so that's obviously two unemployment gigs and from that point on just to add in I haven't been employed since. Mm -hmm. So if you just kind of look at that, I look at my situation and I really understand what the Bible says and what God means when he says the peace of God transcending all understanding. There's not a day that I truly get to that place of depression. There's not a day where I really don't believe that there's something out there for me. And I know that 
it's not by my own strength because you know there's only so, so many months you can just sit at home and feel like am I wasting my life am I wasting some things but but it causes me to trust him more it causes me to really lean on him more and I know that he's doing something in my life because I see myself changing it's not as if I'm sitting at home just doing absolutely nothing I realize that this time for whatever reason God sees it as necessary in my life Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm also just going to take that with faith, develop as he wants me to take in everything that I can now, because I, I heard the, this pastor once say, uh, for all education, there is a tuition. Mm-hmm. For all education, there's a tuition, which another word for tuition is cost. If I want to learn more of God, the cost might be some time with God. Wow. See what I'm saying? So wow. it just allowed, like I said, this is all. Uh, an approach of thinking as far as God changed me so much in my mindset and the things that I chased and just what 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 I got my happiness from. I haven't been employed, like I said, since September, but there's not a day that I've lacked a dollar to do what I need to do. There's not a day where I've lacked enough money to pay my bills. There's not a day where I've paid my bill late. There's not a day that anything that mm-hmm. has happened mm-hmm. where I haven't had enough for. So even in this, God has trusted me that if I truly seek him, he will supply all my need. Wow. That's incredible, George. Seriously. That's a blessing. Um, yeah. I, I mean, one thing that, you know, struck out to me is, um, you know, these different companies, you know, I, I think this is something I, you know, I think about a lot is like, well, you know, there's a lot of like, what ifs, like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be at this company in this, you know, at, at this time, I don't know what's going to yeah. happen here. But I think I, I think like what you know why we should be looking more onto God and onto really like just community and fellowship is because it continues to grow right and there's there's never a time when like it's just going to end and like and like you know the chapter is going to close on you forever like some mm-hmm. like some businesses will you know like mm-hmm. they're going to shut shop and that's it it's done there's like you know you know especially in the technology scene like you you know Absolutely. there's all these gr- there's all these startups and it's like oh you know everyone's going through this big you know some companies are going through these uber growth phases but like i don't think any growth that any technology company is going to have is going to compare to the growth that humans like any Absolutely. that people Absolutely. can have in god Absolutely and that's essentially what I've been living in this last year or so so I 100% agree with that and you you yourself you can shed some light on that for us I know we had a couple conversations about jobs and mm. we were doing similar things as far as the last position that I had and I know you expressed some things about basically that same nature that same concern and if you if you don't mind like I, I know I'm kind of piggybacking this on you but yeah. just share what you've been getting from that same thing and like basically like what it's like to live day in and day out not really realizing why you're at a specific place not knowing if this is the place that you need to be or want to be even or whether it's the right place for you but you just don't want to be there there's a lot of question marks as you said with some things but the one question mark there isn't is with god so if you can just like kind of share yeah give me something that you've been kind of feeling and dealing with (laughs) No, absolutely. So, I, I mean, I've been in my current job position now for just about a year and a half. Um, and yeah, there's definitely a lot of what ifs. Our company, whatever, is growing. Like, there's been some some challenges that we've had in the past few months. And yeah, I've been I've been just trying all these different 
all these different things. So let's see, last year I ended up taking the GRE. I took the GMAT. Um, I, I've been in trying to get involved in all these different projects at work. Um, I've, you know, just trying to do like these kind of these, you know, these, these just like these extra activities that can help me hopefully land me like another job or like another opportunity. And I, and I feel like, you know, all these, all these doors that I'm trying to keep opening, just keep closing on me. And, you know, it's, it's frustrating because you think, you know, you know that you're not at fault. Um, but you just kind of don't understand what the situation is like and why things are going that way. And I mean, especially in, in my position right now, there's just a lot of challenges that I see. Um, and what I think what God has told me and really has tugged on my heart and pulled me um, closer to him by channeling my, my frustrations and my ener- and you know that this energy I'm generating, um, into positive light and just kind of like putting it on him. And Sorry. I've been able to put, to really channel that energy in a, in a positive way. And, um, and this is kind of what's, what started the guys like us Bible study to get going and to connect with other people who are having like, you know, these very similar, very similar challenges. And they were, you know, and they're being expressed in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately turning this into a podcast and like, despite everything that you know that all you know all, all these negative views that i might have with what's going on right now there have, there's been so many incredible things that have happened to me um outside of outside of my job that is so great that's you know just it's so crazy because like I, I i never thought that i would be able to have all these things happen to me and and oftentimes i i and i, I overlook it and i'm not and I don't think about it, um, and I think that's just you know an even bigger call to be grateful and to be and to be accepting of what's been given to you, and really kind of taking in God's favor and, and God's gifts because He's working in you, Absolutely. whether whether or not you know it. Absolutely, and and the scripture that's kind of coming to me right now is um, is it, just my my thoughts are higher than my, my your thoughts, my ways higher than your ways. And a lot of times we might be doing something that might seem insignificant at the time, but we don't know how God is looking at that thing. He might be saying that you're starting something that's a billion dollar project. You're starting something that is going to blow open. You're starting something that's going to save so many lives. Mm -hmm. You're starting something that's just going to have an impact to your generation. And a lot of times the the, the worst part is the start because it seems Mm. so small. It seems so insignificant. Mm. Yes, it yes. seems like we're not going forward. We're not doing anything. But I was kind of do when when I enter into new things and I enter into that space where I'm unsure. I just always kind of that. That's the scripture that I always keeps me. It's just the fact that I, I I wish I knew. And and if I'm looking at it differently, then I know that that like there's there's a reason that God placed a, a desire in my heart. There's a reason that God gave me this idea. Sure. Um, and so, like, we always walk by that, like, his ways concerning this podcast, his, his thoughts concerning this po- podcast might be much higher than what we think we're doing or what you think you just had an idea to do. So, wow. and through it all, definitely want to thank God for even wow. just this idea that sprouted out of it all. Wow. Wow. Yes, absolutely. Um, one thing I, I want to get in is um, kind of speaking on God's favor and God's gifts, and in particular to, to like to the youth and and why that's so important in having a community and having a church that invests in 
in in this you know in this energy and, and just investing in people to to continue to develop and really make put you know making that a focus point why is that why, why is that so important i think first and foremost and we spoke about this on one of our calls yep. um for the bible studies is i didn't experience church as fun until i went to i began going to the church that i am at now that they began to use me as young people we get bored like very quickly like think about all the social media that's out there it's because we have bad attention span is because we always need to be doing something and if you find yourself at a place where they're not really dependent on the young adults or they're not really finding a way to implement you or use you or even have you desire to want more there's going to be this place where you're not really going to have the desire sometimes uh like like with a flame it's not the flame doesn't come by itself someone has to light the flame and then it's the person who's around the flame that is able to keep it, that's able to tend to it, that's able to add more more wood or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. it takes some sometimes someone who knows how to light the flame for you, right, before you can kind of get going. So I think what's important is I've noticed that God is using this generation. God wants young people. God desires to have so many young people live for him. And especially in this generation and this day and age, like think about a father's love for someone when a lot of people are doing the opposite think about how much more god appreciates you as a young adult when you say i could be doing all these things lord but but i'm gonna seek after you there's so many other things in this world that people say is fun there's so many other things in this world that people want to chase there's so many other things out there that might Mm. seem like like it's better but I'm going to keep my heart after you. Like, think about the love that God is going to have for that person. Think about the days when you're older, when God is going to remember that you chose him over the fun of partying, over the fun of drinking, over the fun of all the things that you can do as a young adult, right? Yeah. So number one, I think that there's a reward in working for God when you're younger. When, whenever you look at the Bible, the Bible always talks about serving God in the days of your youth. And because of that reason, many men of God were able to say, God, remember me. Because essentially what they were saying is, remember all the other things that I gave up for you. Remember me in this situation that I need you because I've been faithful to you. Right? And that, that's one reward in it, is being able to say that to mm-hmm. God and mean it. Mm-hmm. Being able to have God's heart moved because he, he, he sees and remembers the things, the sacrifices, all the things that we did for him. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and, and it's a choice. God, God can give you something, but it's your choice to respond to it, right? You can yeah. be given a call. You can have a call, but it's your choice to respond. Mm-hmm. So the, the minute where you just activate that, that choice, God is a rewarder of all those that seek him. Mm-hmm. So how much more when you seek him in a time where there's so many other things that you can be doing? Mm-hmm. I truly believe that God is an, a just rewarder of that. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I like how you mentioned there. Um, there's that, you know, there definitely is that reward. And in the process, there's so many different elements of the process that you mentioned as well. Uh, right? Sacrifice, we all, I think a lot of us know now that it's going to be, that it will be, ch- it will be a tough road. It will be challenging. But then also like this enjoyment too, right? Like you're like, I, I never thought going to church would be fun. Absolutely. And like, it's so crazy. I, um, a buddy of mine just sent over uh, this like this career guide that you know he sent over to me, and I was taking a look at it and just like filling out some of the questions, trying to trying to have a bit more understanding kind of of my personal awareness and what my interests are. 
and it was like you know when when do you feel like the most alive and when do you feel like kind of time time stops right or like you know you're, you're going on like you're you're completing a task and there's there's no time limit <laughs> and it was so funny because one of the things i mentioned was like going to church and like being with friends and like just having conversations about 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 scripture or about how we and especially how we react and how we respond and that's and that's really what guys like us kind of this podcast in particular is about is listening asking a lot of questions too and then ultimately reacting and and knowing that there is there is action that can come out of that and that and we're called to do so and there is a reward that that will that will happen and and there's so much that's to come in the future it's like you know. It's why are you only you know living for these these worldly desires when there is so many more godly desires for 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 you in the end. So, yeah. and just to piggyback on the on the what you mentioned about the fun, it, it sounds cliche. And I remember being a couple years younger, where my sis, my older sister, was saying the same thing to me, or mm-hmm. my cousins were saying the same thing to me, and I kind of turned a deaf ear to it. So I just want to mention the fact that if yeah. anyone's out there listening. And it seems cliche to you now. I just challenge you to really, truly, just open up for God because you you understand. Like like I said, I'd have I'd have this mentioned to me all the time. Pastors would say, when you give God a chance, you understand that you find yourself in Him. All these things that sounded cliche, yeah. absolutely cliche to me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I started experiencing it for myself. It wasn't until I started growing in myself. It wasn't until I started changing in my own mind and understanding that I was changing and wanting more of that change. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, get, it gets from the place of even sounding like a sacrifice and doing certain things and not doing certain things because now you've gotten to a place that you love him. Like you're, you've, you've, you've experienced the love of God and now you can love him back because he loved you that much. Because everything that you did before he didn't care about and he still talks to you now and he still shows you that he has a better plan for you and he still surrounds you with his love even when you mess up. So then you just be transformed. And before you know it, God is fun. The word is fun. Mm. God, you desire just to worship him alone. You desire just to have a long time with him. And like I said, all of it sounded cliche for me too, until it wasn't. <laughs> until it wasn't, yeah. Until yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. That's that's crazy, yeah. Um, other thing I want to mention um, you know, we touched on it briefly, briefly earlier. Um, when we have our guys like us virtual Bible study, um, we'll rotate who who will facilitate the, the discussion. You know, choose a passage, and then we'll kind of break down from there. But George always always picks a few verses or you know a, a paragraph, and then we just get really deep into scripture, and then and then always are looking for you know additional layers and passages. And this isn't something that I was familiar with doing before I met George and before we had this this opportunity to to have these have these discussions. But I think what 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 do you find is so important in, in getting deep in scripture like this? And you know, what do you look for when you start to break down scripture? Mm-hmm. So we we know that obviously the Bible is a, a, a spiritual book, mm-hmm. um, but it's also a practical book, right? So the same way. Sometimes you'd read an interesting book or something that you just love. You're looking for the small, the fours or the becauses or the ifs and the thens. 
I remember when I just, uh, like I said, my sister got me a Bible for my 21st. So when I began to read that, I did a little 90-day Bible challenge, tried to read the whole thing. I failed but I in the 90 days, but I did get through the whole thing just to give myself, you know, a, a foundation, if you will. And that was in the part where I was saying, you know what, I'm giving God my effort. If he doesn't back it, if he doesn't show me that he's real in this effort, then at least I gave him an effort, right? At least mm-hmm. I, I tried. So I put my heart and soul into just kind of seeking him any way I could. And so I got, a, a, if you will, a baseline, but but a, a very narrow baseline, because to be honest, uh, you need to spend some time in the Word of God. I was flying through it. Um, but I, like I said, I just wanted a baseline, a foundation to say, okay, I've read. Uh, I've, I've seen some things. Mm-hmm. And after that, what what happened was when I was reading, I started looking for things. I, I realized that the stories that I was reading, I did remember a little bit of them. So as I was remembering some things, I would try to look for things that were linking different scriptures to each other. I began to look for the, the like I said, the thens, the fors, the ifs, and the but statements. The same way those words can completely alter a sentence in a good book, the same mm-hmm. way those could just bring the light of what the author is saying in a good book. That's the same thing that the Word of God does. He uses transitions. He uses these key words that I've begun and I've continuously looked for because he's a God of purpose. So one of the words, like I said, that I look for, because, fors, thens, and the ifs. Yep. And those, like I said, usually give you a dimension of what he's really saying. There's some there, there's some straightforward stories in the Bible that we can kind of kind of get to after we read, yeah. like we can get a decent understanding. But another thing too is just prayer before you read, because it's also a spiritual book. You do have to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, Holy Spirit, just to open you up. The Holy Spirit's the one that kind of explains the word, kind of proves it in your life, kind of makes it a sure word in your life. So whenever I, I, I open the word, I do ask for, for just guidance, yep. for him to speak to me in a way that I will understand. Because I might understand a, a, a scripture completely different than you might, or the next mm-hmm. guy might. Mm-hmm. But I believe that it's purposeful. Right? I believe that there's a reason why God gave you the understanding that way. Uh, I'm sure you've heard many pastors preach on the same scripture, and it's a hundred different messages. Yep. And it's because the word of God is so deep. The word of God is everlasting. So, mm-hmm. and there, and exactly, and, and God's able to provide provide that different expression every yeah, single time. Right. And that's there. It's able to to be. To, you know, if 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 there wasn't so many layers, and if there wasn't so many so much into the Bible, then you could only you know you could I don't know what the expression the expression is right, but you could only like you know write it one way. But there's right, so many yep. there's so many different ways to look into it. Um, it's the oldest book in the world, and people are still getting revelations from it today. Yep. So I think that that speaks <laughs> to the point. Yes, and one thing, um, right, is is those conditional statements and those cause and effect type statements. And I like how you mentioned it's because God's, you know, He's a God of purpose, and kind of every everything that He's going to say, you know. And then there's there's an explanation if it's not later in that sentence. Then it's it's somewhere else in scripture, and I and I like how you mentioned that too. Is you know exactly. that scripture explains scripture. You've told Absolutely. me before, so that, that was one of the things also that changed my my way of reading the word. Even um, one of my favorite pastors, one of the pastors at my church, 
he says that all the time. A lot of times he'll raise a topic or he'll be saying something and he'll back it with another scripture that explains it. And his thing before he always does that is scripture explains scripture. Scripture reaffirms scripture. And I stopped looking for my own understanding when I read the word of God. I stopped trying to just pull things together on my own and just walk out and feel like, okay, I pulled something out. But I allowed the word to speak to the word. The best way to understand something is by seeking more of the person who wrote it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So instead of just trying to pull out my own ideas, instead of trying to just pull things together and pretend that I, I understood something which might have not been what was being written, right? I just allowed the word to explain itself to me, the word to kind of make sense to me by itself. And it, it absolutely does that once you give it a chance to. Awesome. Awesome. Um... I, you know, moving on, um, want to want to know kind of what what have been some of the the biggest challenges and, and role, uh, roadblocks that you face that really you know have ch- that have changed you for the for the better. Um, that's a it's yeah. a very good question. Yeah. Um, I think as far as you know, um, when Christianity comes up, when this walk of faith comes up, I think. One of the hardest things that, at least when we start walking in faith, is dealing with sin, right? Mm. I remember I was at that point when mm. I began and I started getting closer to God. It's not it's not just because I opened up and said I'd give more effort that I completely stopped everything that I was doing. It wasn't a, okay, I, I said I'm going to seek God more, so because of that I stopped completely doing everything else, right? Just like with everything else, it's a transition, it's a, it's a, it's a process, it's a mm-hmm. phasing out of sorts. So one of the things that was such uh, was so hard for me was saying that I was seeking after God harder, but then every couple of you know weekends, I'd still go out and drink and do whatever I did, and then that, that would be the Friday or the Saturday, and then the Sunday I'd be in church crying again, feeling terrible, yeah. guilty. Um, all the shame that comes with it and it got to a point and that wasn't a one week thing that wasn't a two week thing that was over a couple of months right there was some yeah. things that I had to completely get out of my system there were some things that that some days like you'd get up and say like am I really changing is this really like is this working in my life is anything happening and I realized that that's, that was just simply the, the devil's way to kind of trap you in where you are i think one of the biggest things for me is i realized something at that point i realized that before the the devil was able to tempt jesus three times right we, we i think most of us know about that story mm-hmm. where he goes up and he tempts jesus three times and that's a lot of times you talk about that but we forget that before that happened he tried he, he attempted but failed attempted murder on jesus baby jesus right it says in revelations it talks about how he was trying to kill the womb of mary before that thing manifested see the devil is a a very smart smart enemy right yeah once he sees potential in you he'll try to break you off before you start realizing that potential he said he knew who the savior was so because of that he was going to break him off while he was a baby before he could full grown fully grow and then manifest in his potential, mm-hmm. manifest the thing that was the purpose of his life. 
right? Give salvation to everybody. He said, if I could kill Jesus before he could do all that, then I've won. If I could kill you at your starting point, then I've won. If before you get serious in God, I can stop you because you feel shame and guilt, then I've won. If I don't allow you to get to that, that place that you know you need to be, then I've won. So the, the, the one thing for me, the roadblocks were certainly not easy. Like I said, there's, there's this process and this, this time where God needs to work on you. And when we say someone's working on you, it's not a one-day thing. It's not a one-week thing. It's not a one-month thing. Mm -hmm. right? A lot of times we're working on something. We're working on a project. Think about just work projects. How much more a person that needs to be completely changed? How much more yeah. a person whose mind needs to be formed again? Right. Yeah. So I think the biggest roadblock for me, and I think a lot of Christians, especially at the, the and, and it's a crucial point. The reason I'm kind of staying on that is because that's the point where we really make the decision. A lot of times it's not. It's easy after we get over that initial hurdle. It's always easy after the first, the first, uh, the first wind. You know, in soccer, we're both yeah. soccer players. We say that once I, I caught that second wind. Right, the first, the first wind, that that first tiredness is always the hardest one because you're mm -hmm. sucking wind a little bit. But when the adrenaline kicks in, when that second wind kicks in, you're usually good for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you get wow. over that first hurdle, when you get over that first bit of shame, that guilt, that do I really want to chase? Ah, is this really for me? And then you start taking on, and you start realizing that God is working. That's where the enemy hates the most. He wants to stop you before you get to that completely sold out for God stage. Wow. Right? Yeah, exactly. If he, did it, if he did it with Jesus, he's going to do it and try to do it with every one of us because Jesus is our standard and our model. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I, I think you, you you threw in a few good analogies there. And I yeah, it's just like if you're if you're playing soccer, right, you're if you want to stay fit and stay competitive and stay, you know, at your A game. Then you have to you have to continuously be practicing and training and putting in that time and effort. That's ultimately going to get you get you through. And there will be those times where yeah, you have those you you feel like you're sucking wind for a lot. But then you kind of you build up that resistance and that endurance, and then you're able to have that second wind. And I think it's a sim it's very similar in um, that re uh, relationship with Christ too. Is you know it's it's constant and you have to there's a lot of maintenance that goes into it and there's a lot of there's a lot of you know it's just it's a continuous process um and i think it should be approached the same way Absolutely. um the the other thing i you know i i i want to mention um so you know as you are kind of you know working right now and um you actually just mentioned that you know you're doing some work with um, youth empowerment ministry. Um, I, I had Asher on the last last podcast, and he he spoke a bit about YEM. Um, can you kind of discuss what's been going on? You know what what God's been doing in your life right now, um, and that could be you know involving YEM or, or something else. Sure. Um, as far as right now, um, like I said, because God has had a lot of my time due to you know me not working. Um, I've had a lot of time to grow in the church. Like I mentioned earlier, there was our prayer director who took me under his wing. He's training me up because he saw something in me. So after a couple weeks or months or so in that, in that group, and like I said, it's one of the our groups in church, where, uh, <clears throat> our departments in church, we are essentially the guys that pray about certain things, if you will, for lack of better 
mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're the guys that kind of stand in the gap, if you will. Everyone's called to, you know, intercede and all that. But we, we've just made it easy for our church to know who, yeah. who what guys are and such. So since that time where I've been in that group, I've, I've, I've kind of learned how to lead guys in prayer. I've learned, and, and I say that <laughs> with the most humility. I'm yeah. certainly not where I need to be, and I certainly haven't truly learned how to be that. I'm developing and learning every day. But even like on a night like tonight, we have a service where I have to kind of stand and <laughs> try my best with the grace of God and the Holy yeah, Spirit to yeah. bring us into a dimension of prayer. So, number one, I just bless God because I found Him actually really using me and answering the prayers that I've been praying for a long time ago. And I've, I've started to realize some of my gifts as far as my spiritual gifts. I started to realize some of the things that I do possess, some of the, the strong areas that, you know, that, I, that I've been given. And I'm being able, I'm able and I'm, I've been given the chance, which is the biggest difference now, is I've been given the chance to kind of exercise those, to learn and to sharpen those. Mm. Um, so like I said, with, with something like leading guys in prayer, um, even Sunday mornings on nights like tonight where we have a service at night or on our Saturday meetings when just a group meets, um, I, I might be having a chance to kind of teach some of our youth very soon. Um, and just share the word of God every now and again with them. I've been grafted into our young adults leadership group at church, a couple of the guys and a few women who just try to model and think about ideas to incorporate the growth of our church from the from the young adults to the youth and how we bring them up um, consistently and how we bring them up the right way to mature in the things of obviously this world but also in the things of God, because at the end of the day, the same way the the, the current generation is going to have to pass the mantle to us, the young adults, we're one day going to have to also pass it to the youth under us. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to build them up as we can as they go through the things of life in college. And that's where a lot of them are now. We want to just keep them with that balance, that delicate balance that I, I personally I didn't really have at the mm-hmm. church. So that, that pulls on my heart. Yeah. a lot at the time because when I was in college I wasn't so into the church I wasn't I didn't have anyone that was mentoring me I didn't have anyone that was saying hey I want to make sure you're taking care of this side of things as well and not just the college not just the natural not just the fun yeah. right and if yeah. if I had that who, who knows I might have been on fire for God earlier yeah so yeah I no I... some of the things I've been just being realizing because I'm available I'm able to be used and that's the one thing. If you want to be used, sometimes you just have to be available. God will do the teaching. The Holy Spirit will do the work in you. But sometimes you just have to find time. If you want to be used, you have to be available. Right. I love that. Um, yeah, no. I I, 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 um, I I think I was in the same boat. I didn't really have uh, someone that I looked up, you know, as a me- more like a mentor, someone I looked up to as I wasn't really involved in the church in high school. It wasn't really until my probably sophomore, junior year of college, I got a bit more into it. Um, and then obviously it's just grown since then. Um, but I, that definitely pulls on my heart too. And I definitely am, um, you know, I, I definitely feel for developing the youth and having, you know, having that focus on, getting these guys up to speed and, and having like a role model or someone that they can just ask questions to and, and, and be real with. Um, and, and then, you know, 
and just us being there and actively reaching out to them too. And I think, you know, there needs to be, it's, you know, it, I think it has to come both ways. It has, to be, has to be mutual. So, um, I think you touched upon something that's, that's very important in that, that little segment you had there. You talked about the, the part about being real. Um, I think we all have come to God um, with a sense of, if, if, and if we didn't have this, there would have been no reason for Jesus Christ to have to die. Right, so a lot of times we come to God in a mess. I don't care what your thing is. I don't care if it was an alcoholic. I don't care what it was. I'm not gonna even mention anything because we all have certain ones. But, but I, the one thing I mentioned last is the the being real thing is absolutely, absolutely essential in this because sometimes we shut off our past, which sometimes is necessary. But at the time when when someone needs to hear that. Oh, you went through the same thing. Oh, it's not just me that feels crazy when I try, but then I fall down and I do the same things that I was doing that I said I wouldn't do, that I thought I was over. And and we forget sometimes to just open up and say, you know what? Look, <laughs> I might talk very spiritual. I might sound all nice and I might sound like I have it together but realistically I was in the same boat I was in a worse position when I came to Christ than you are I'm still struggling with some things right now I'm certainly nowhere near perfect I wish there was this that and that that I could do better there's still this thing that I've dealt with for 20 years that I'm still haven't shaken but I know I know that I'm definitely better today than I was yesterday right we forget sometimes to be real and just break down and and just say, look, I was in college once too. Look, I was once chasing girls too. Look, I wasn't always Christ-centered yep. as well. Yep. Yeah, and I think the the huge thing that you know that has been I've been thinking about while you've been talking is, and right, God loves you regardless, regardless Absolutely. of where of where of where you are, where you've came from, what you've done. He yep. He loves you now, and he'll and he'll always love you. So that's something yep. that. Um, is always there for you and that's and that's really what's you know is a big separation factor yep and that's how you accept and experience the love of god when you're real with yourself and you're real with others it allows you to really see like what everything that god had to go through to still love you like if if i was dependent on this person if i needed him that much and he messed up his whole life for 20 30 40 50 years he was messing up and when he finally said okay i'm ready i still had the same attitude to that one person who could say that absolutely no yeah one. yeah right mm-hmm. but then when you open up and realize that i wasted 20 years of my life but god you still helped me right now when i came to you you turned all the things around for my good even whatever i missed in the past you'll make up and retribute for me everything that you and 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 that's just the love of god that's the goodness of god that's the mercy of god and you have to be real sometimes to really see everything that he's done for you wow um well awesome uh just one last um one last talking point do you have you know what kind of advice do you have other people who are looking to either get started or just learn more about really kind of what it means to to you know to be a follower of, of christ sure um i, I kind of touched upon it yep. a little bit and there's basically that that's what i want to leave with is the fact that if you feel a pull of god i've had so many conversations since and the one thing i regret let me actually backtrack and then i'll say this the one thing i regret basically now 
um, that I didn't do a few years ago is I didn't realize that I could have so much influence on my own peers. A lot of the people that I went to school with, a lot of people that I was partying, drinking, smoking with, and doing all of these things with, now when I'm posting things about God on Instagram, on screen, uh, on Snapchat, or I'm just on different forums, just speaking about the free love of God, just speaking of that, it's the same guys that are so intrigued. It's the same guys that will hit me up and say, wow, what do I do now? George, how do I get started? I had a conversation a couple months ago with this kid, and I was shocked that he hit me up. He said that he was reading a book about from, or excuse me, written by T.D. Jakes, yeah, and yeah. He, just, he just needs a push. And he said that every couple of weeks, George, just check in on me. I really need someone to be pushing me. I really need someone I've, I've, I've seen, and I really believe that you've changed and transformed. I know we don't talk much now, but you don't know the effect that you have on me because it was me and you that were making sure we had the plans for the weekends. And now you're doing, and you're at a place where I want to be right now. And that touched me so much to the point that I regret having not been the influence that I could have been. I didn't realize that I could have had that much effect on certain people, right? So that's why I talk about the just starting, right? The, the most insignificant step is the first step. The most insignificant step. When you want to build a house, you have to build the whole foundation first. That, there's nothing beautiful about a foundation. When a baby begins to walk, he has to struggle to straighten up his legs and then wobble and then take that first step. Nothing beautiful about that first step. Right? Yeah. But just start. Wow. Everyone that's listening, anyone that's you know on the line, anyone that's, that's feeling that tug of God, that pull of God, there's a reason you're feeling that. There's a reason that you feel like he's calling you. There's a reason that you feel like you're not getting out of life what you want. There's a reason that you feel like there's more for you than just what you're doing. So just take the step. I don't care what the step is. If you've never been to church and someone has been inviting you for the last weeks, say, God, I'm going to go and I'm giving you a chance. Touch my life, Lord. Touch my life. Let me know that you're real. Let me know that you're calling me. Some of these prayers, I prayed myself. And I was someone that was in a church Sunday after Sunday from when I was a little baby. Yeah. And I still had to pray those prayers. I still had to feel like, God, I need to see and experience you for myself. But if I didn't start, I don't know where I'd be today. Right? Yeah. The, 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 it's the start. It's the, if, if you've never read the word of God, just open it up and say, God, if this is really your word, then transform me by it. Then do something. Let me see you. Let me, let me feel you. Let me experience you. Yeah. Right? If you've never j j just spoke to God, speak to him. Give him 5, 10, 15 minutes and just say, God, who are you? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to approach you? What, what is that exactly do you want me to do in this situation? Lord, I want to know if you're real or not. He's a God that we can pray to, but he's a God that we can talk to. He's a God that responds. He changes things just for your circumstance so you know that he's real to you. Just right? start, yeah. Just get going. So he's real to you. So the, the last thing I want to leave you with is just start. Like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be the glor most glorious thing. It doesn't have to be the, 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 most, the most amazing thing. It doesn't, you don't have to wait for a conference hosted somewhere. You don't have to wait for something great to have, be invited to. Just talk to him, even in your personal time right now, and experience the love of God. He's a God that hears and answers. Just, 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 just start. Just start. Just start. 
the biggest thing is procrastination. If you procrastinate, it'll be tomorrow, it'll be next year, it'll be a couple years down, and then you feel like you've wasted time. If you just take that step, right? If you just take that step, you're doing your part, and God will meet you halfway because he's faithful. George, that was real, and I I really appreciate you being real with us this entire time. Um, I know it. Yeah, it's it's a continuous journey, and that I I know that that last point definitely has been you know huge for you as just starting and so making up you know I it was big for me too is making all these excuses or all these kind of what ifs um, and just la- you know just falling short and and knowing that there's always the opportunity in whatever way to to just start whether it's Absolutely. reading praying worshiping just act like you know asking a friend and as you mentioned just in your personal time like right now just having that conversation like you know it's and i i appreciate your passion because that you know as you mentioned that um, one of your buddies from from school reached out to you i'm i guarantee you that there'll be so many people that'll that'll be touched by your message george yeah. i definitely hope so i definitely hope so absolutely well um well thank thanks so much i really appreciate it and um i guess before we close out i just wanted to um end in prayer george would you would you mind um closing us out in prayer i would absolutely love to great uh father god we thank you for your fellowship with us tonight lord i thank you for using me as a vessel of your own mouthpiece lord i pray in the name of jesus that you let this message touch everybody that's listening lord all those that need an infusion of faith, Lord, I pray that you touch them, O oh God, that they shall feel your love. Lord, let your love become real to them, Lord. I pray all those souls, O oh God, that are tied up by the enemy, I pray that you lose them by your angel, Lord. I pray that you use this message of my mouth, Lord. You use this podcast, Lord, and you do what you will to bless your own name, Lord. We thank you for using us as vessels, God, and we thank you that you're about to do something new with this podcast. Podcast. We commit the rest of the services, every voice over the podcast into your hands, Lord. We ask, God, that you guide us and lead us, that let Tyler be an opportunity. Let Tyler be indeed a vessel. Let Tyler bring souls, oh God, unto you by this medium, Lord, and that your name shall be blessed, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity. We bless you. And we give you all the praise, God. We ask that you do a work, oh God, and all those that shared their time and spent and listened to us. Let the seed of the word, let the seed of faith be implanted in their life from now and forevermore. We thank you and bless you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, George. Well, thank you so much. Um, it was good chatting with you, and I am sure we'll be in touch soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Tyler. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you all for joining this afternoon, evening. I had an excellent conversation with George and really hope you guys enjoyed hearing from him and all the different topics we talked about. We jumped into his life, what it means to be a Christian and, and a disciple in his in his eyes, and how we're not perfect. And we, you can come to God at any time and at any moment. George has seen a lot 
develop and change in his life the past few years and has seen God God work in a lot of practical and purposeful ways which are which have been expressed in, in many many ways as well thank you all for tuning in and please stay up to date with our latest podcasts one will be coming out next week thanks <laughs>